Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast brought to you by Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast and go to their website at www.violetdefense.com. I just want to thank Sideline Interactive. I've told you before that we actually have a Sideline Interactive scoring table in our gym and it is really a fantastic product so i encourage you to check them out you know it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days but sideline interactives indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate ten thousand dollars or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo to see what their tables and boards in action can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Wall of Fame by Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history okay, and your proudest athletic moments, both on and off the court, visit www.vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started on your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. You won't be disappointed. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you an opportunity to sample the 95% of the players and parents who actually love your program and give them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out our testimonials, and then give us a call at 1-800-738-6466 or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you Take your program from good to great. Finally, we want to thank Varsity Brands and Hometown Ticketing for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. 
Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Steve Robinson. Steve is a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director at Rocky River High School in Mint Hill, North Carolina. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be on. Well, uh, we've been looking forward to this one. Find out what's going on in your corner of the country. So let's go and get started. Sure. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, where you went to school, and uh, you know maybe how your path has led to your current position at Mint Hill. Oh, man. So that, that's, a, that's, I don't know how much time we got, but anyway, we'll keep it short. I'm from Oak Hill, West Virginia. Um, so Oak Hill is right up 77, not going too far from here. Um, raised in West Virginia, went to Oak Hill High School, a small town called Harlem Heights, which is nestled inside of Oak Hill. Um, my mother, Jean Robinson, which is one of the mentors that I'll get to later, had three boys, Steve, Sean, and Shannon, the three S's. And um, basically, you know, we came up into a, a great home of mom raising three young men to, to be the best that they could be. Um, I married Alicia Robinson. That's my current wife now. I have two children. My son Malik is actually he's trying to text me about a flight because he's flying in now from uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, where him and his sister lives. So my daughter Clarissa is there. She's married with two of my grandbabies. Um, my son-in-law is a head coach of uh, Glade Central High School down in Belblade, Florida. Okay. So that, they got a lot of football and everything running through the family for most part. And my two beautiful grandbabies, Malia and Myla, uh, are, are the ones that, that keep me going for the most part. Uh, I love the family uh, uh, sharing there. We just had our uh, first granddaughter about four months old. Uh, so uh, uh, very excited about those connections as well. Um, Steve, we, we get a lot of younger ADs on, and um, I'd like you to share how uh, you ended up becoming or choosing uh, the role of an athletic administrator. You know, sometimes it's a plan, sometimes it just happens accidentally, but, you know, what's your story? How did you go from, say, that traditional teacher coach uh, to the uh, role of an AD? Okay, sure. So you'll hear some of the background because some of the kids, maybe you may hear some of them out outside the door now, but I started with the school part. I've been a business owner. Um, I'm an author. I wrote a book, Prayer of Patience Progress, back in 2015, and I got into motivational speaking, um, opened up my own cleaning company. Before I, I went to Marshall University, after leaving Marshall University, I got my bachelor's and master's there. Um, after leaving that, coming to Charlotte, I worked in the mental health field for a little bit. Um, after that, it was a contract that I had with my cleaning company that I had lost. And it, and it was, a, you know, they had, you know, wanted to go in another direction, which is something you learn to say a lot when you get into this role. But um, once I got into that, I was just coming into the school system, really just to kind of pad a little bit of it, just going to be a, a BMT. I just work with behaviors. And my principal, who wound up becoming my, a huge mentor of mine now, which is now she just was promoted to the county AD for Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, which is who we are under. Um, so even though we're sitting in Mid Hill, it's considered a Charlotte school for the most part. But the way it became as an AD was this, I came in and the rugby coach at the town, Mr. Brown, he had asked me to help him with rugby. And I said, well, I've never done rugby. I don't know anything about it. He said, but you do know discipline and you can help me keep these boys straight. I said, well, sure, we'll do it. 
And at the time, the AD who was there had asked him to be his assistant. Well, halfway through the, I guess, the process, he said, I recommended that he come talk to you to be his assistant. So I said, okay, sure. And that that summer, well, that spring is when I came, became the assistant, uh, spring of 17. And I always feel like if I'm going to get involved with something, I want to find out more about it myself. So what I did was I paid for myself and joined the, the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. I feel like if I'm going to join something, I want to see how the people who's in it, how they move, how they act, how they treat each other, um, just to see what it was before I got myself into it. And my principal, Erica Turner, um, at the time, which is the county AD again, she says, Steve, I, you talk it over with your family first. Talk it over with your wife because this is demanding. She used to be the county AD over Alamance County here in North Carolina. It's the first uh, black female to do that. And so I said, okay. So I went to the North Carolina AD conference and met a couple other ADs, um, found some mentors. I'm always believing in getting a mentor in whatever you do. So after I came back from that, I said, yes, I really do like it. Just give it a second for that bell. I said, I really do like it. Um, and then I started learning more about it. So I joined the NIAAA. I went to my first conference was in San Antonio. So I went out to that one and that led it to where I'm at now. But I did have some goals as far as becoming CAA certified, CMAA. And I wrote those dates down when I wanted to accomplish it. So I wanted to take classes, really learn more about the, the whole process. Uh, and really talking to every AD, you find out it's the same, but it's different everywhere. So that led me to like, I'm blessed to get to do this. This is, I get to do this. Like I get to serve on a different capacity that I've never seen in my life. Uh, I, I love it. And uh, again, uh, it's that, that opportunity to, to do something you love. It's not like you're going to work every day either. And I, I love how your story began with, that opportunity, you know, hey, can you help me coach rugby uh, that you weren't quite sure about, but you did it anyway. And look at the, the path that developed from that. Just a, a great story and a great, uh, you know, PSA for uh, how the NIAAA can, can impact uh, your career. Great stuff. Yes, indeed. You, uh, you've mentioned mentoring a couple of times, and that's one of our questions. Uh, you know, we didn't get where we're at you know, on our own. So who are some of the people that helped you along the way? Uh, I like to say, uh, you know, I still hear those voices in my head. So whose voice do you still hear? Oh, man, the one that'll never go away is my mother's. Um, I always tell, I teach principles of business here. I'm a CTE teacher as well at Rocky River. And uh, during a class, I always tell people get a power five. I try to get a power five, which just say five people that's able to give you feedback and you accept it. Um, it might not be all the greatest all the time, but I like to get a person spiritually, financially, with dealing with relationships, um, mentally, having a power five. And my mother's the top. Uh, she's, she's the top one who's always spoke life over us and into us. She's always, you know, one of the things that I always tell people, I'll never forget, she said, because when I was young, her and my dad divorced when I was 12 years old. And one thing that she always taught us is, is about becoming young men, she said, I did the best that I could with what I had and what I knew how and for anything else, forgive me. And as you get older, you realize what that meant and how passionate that is. She always talked about the things that she did. She prayed for laborers across my path. And I didn't learn what that was until I got older. It's like people that can help you in ways that I couldn't or maybe be able to tell you something when I could not. So she was able to do that. And now I see those people who have helped me um, to grow. And I do the same thing now. So everything that she did, it was not for herself. 
it was that one day that someone would help her children when they needed it. So that was very impactful. And that's the, that's the main voice that I hear all the time. Uh, well, whatever you're doing. And, and sometimes it, it'll, it'll, even when it's like, oh man, I know what she would say if it was this. So those things have, have helped me to become the young man that I am now and the father and husband that I am as well. Wow. You know, wow. five. I love that. Okay. Um, yeah. You mentioned some of your uh, professional mentors, uh, you know, do a little deeper dive into how they've impacted your uh, life as well. Oh, sure. I, so if I take a fraternity brother who's uh, Thomas Maxwell, he lives down in Atlanta. He's a financial guy, a big time financial guy. And basically just talking to him sometimes about different things or different modes, how he does with finances, um, those type of impact, those type of impactful ways or impactful practices that they do. My baby brother, who's a pastor as well, he's the, he's kind of the spiritual mentor that I have that, that even though he's younger than me, um, he, he has, I guess, the, the right to be able to say it since he has the pastor part in front of his name, the preacher part in front of his name. But it's always a good conversation to have someone to be able to tell you when you're wrong. And I tell a lot of young people today, if you can't get a friend that'll tell you when you've done wrong, you need to change the circle. A lot of times growing up, um, we don't get that person that'll say, hey, man, you need to stop doing this or, hey, you need to change that. Not that I'm going to force you, not that I'm going to beat it over your head every day, but just being able to plant that seed to say, hey, you need to change this or you need to think about this. So the mentors who have impacted my life, even down to um, my teacher, well, Gary Ray, who was our principal when I was in high school, and I didn't realize he was an athletic director until I became an athletic director. Uh, you didn't know what, I mean, being from Oak Hill, you didn't know what an athletic director was. You just know that he was at the game, but that was the principal that would snatch you up. He would coach you, but he would snatch you up as well. So those things that he done and impacted us, but always showing compassion regardless. You know, being in West Virginia, a lot of people always say, oh, you know, the race, it was, it was different. The demographics was a lot different, but Coach Ray always showed and shared with us all the time, they always treated you like family, so you didn't know a difference of a lot of things. But that impact of always showing compassion, always being able to talk with you and be there for you has led me to be able to help others and be there for others as well. Wow, great stuff. Uh, uh, for our listeners, we are visiting with Steve Robinson, Certified Master Athletic Administrator at Rocky River High School in North Carolina. We're going to hear some more, but uh, let's go and take a break and hear from one of our sponsors. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. And I've, as I've shared before, we actually have a Sideline Interactive video score table in our gym, and it is very, very cool. I encourage you to check them out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action and see what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Steve, you mentioned earlier your um, history with uh, NIAAA, 
But uh, let's take a little deeper dive into your CMAA story. Uh, as I said, you know, we have some younger ADs that listen, and maybe not so young ADs that are still maybe thinking about their CMAA. So share how that got started and, and how your project actually came to be. Sure. So the CMA, when I started, um, and I, we had our county AD meeting, which was here in Charlotte's 19 high schools. And so uh, one of my mentors, uh, Vernon Hunter, who's now the, he was at West Mecklenburg High School, but now he's down at Indianland High School. When he got his CMAA at, at our meeting, and I thought it was so important to see that like he was behind it. We never talked about it. He just did it. And so at first it was like, man, what all you have to do with that? So when you look over the requirements for the CMAA, it can get to the point where you see that project, the classes part, hey, I could take the classes when I go here. I took some classes over the summer, but the project part is what scared me. Not scared in the sense of not doing it. It's like, how long is this going to take? You got to come up with this brilliant idea, something that you've never done. And then I was shared the, um, the CMAA projects of before. So, and I tell other ADs now, if you look at that template, I'll just pause for a second. When you look at the template of the ones that people have completed before, you realize, well, hey, I've done some of this stuff. So my project became the COVID situation of how we had to, and we went through a lot beginning in March of that year, um, from being shut down to being able to come back to then not knowing if you were going to come back to not being able to come back at all. And then it was, you have to put a, a system in place for COVID. So mine was organizing a game day event with COVID because certain counties may have been in a, under a mask mandate. Some haven't been into a um, certain amount of attendance that you could have. Some were not. So putting that whole thing together. And I mean, we really worked. I, I would say all the eighties in our County, really went all in and put a lot of stuff to work. So each school, of course, is different. The setup of your of your stadiums, of your basketball courts is all different. So we had to really put a project or a team together with coaches to make this work. Because like I told my coaches is this, adjust, adapt, overcome. That was the three things that I took into COVID. Adjust, adapt, overcome. This is what they say we gotta do, we gotta adjust. We gotta adapt to what we have that's going to be this new way. And we overcome. And I salute all of my coaches for jumping all in, you know, going as we didn't know because we'd never been in COVID before. Exactly. Everything, yeah. Jake, from making sure, and it, and it was tough telling the coach, you got to be in a pod. Y'all got to start out in pods. And just because you coach this pod in the morning, you can't come back and coach that pod in the afternoon. That was a, a task. So my football coach, Orlando Gray, which is also a mentor of mine in another area of life, um, we did kind of like a coach's retreat and the coaches thought it was like going away to just meet. No, we had to sit down and plan. So when the meeting started, everyone was talking about, well, I'll take these players. Or I'll take them. And it's like, this is not why we're meeting. We're meeting to set up the plan on how we're going to make this work, how we're going to be able to do that. So if you're just because you're a defensive coordinator or you might be the D-line coach, you don't get all the D-line. You may have some O-line, you may have some linebackers because that's the pod that you have and how are you gonna protect your pod? So once I was getting the coaches out of their own mind of you're not here just to coach, we have a program to run based off of COVID, it worked out real well. So my project was basically running a game day event in the, in the COVID era, so to speak, when we started. Yeah, uh, it's 
a year plus, you know, since uh, we all had to deal with COVID, but it's still around. And a lot of yeah. those practices uh, are still very much in play, you know, when you go to a high school event. So uh, yes. yeah, very cool. And, and a great example of something that you're doing anyway, a practical project, uh, but still very much uh, excellent professional development for any athletic director. So uh, another great NIAAA shout out there on, you know, how and, and the importance of doing a CMA project. Um, let's continue with this uh, thought. Uh, one of the things we like to do with the podcast, of course, is share best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Uh, in looking right. at your program uh, there at Rocky River, what are a couple of things that, you know, maybe you've developed or that are longstanding traditions that when you sit back and take a look uh, objectively, you can say, boy, we do this better than anybody. What are some best practices at Rocky River? Uh, I think, well, there, there, there's a couple because our school is not even 10 years. Well, it was just became 10 years old. It was like 11 years old. So it's a fairly new school. Um, there were a lot of changes and a lot of turnovers in the, the uh, coaching world and things like that here. But one of the best practices was basically first getting a staff that cares about the kids and the program. Um, I, I think that because the way our the way our school sits, we sit in a community that is, doesn't service. So most of our kids take a 25, 30 minute bus ride to school each day. So there's not a lot of community support where they don't live in that community, if that makes sense. So they got to come in. And one of the best practices is first identifying and knowing your kids. So the best thing um, we have a father son brunch thing that we do uh, throughout the summer in the summer where we bring all the dads in whether you have your father in your life or not there's enough coaches there's enough men to be able to wrap their arms around each other and we talk about life we we, we pull out life and that brings a lot out about kids um i wanted to increase our female sports activity so i did girls night out rock girls night out so that is the thing where we invite all the females in the school to come out and our coaches from those sports will set up games, whether even our, our, our male coaching sports, they'll be here as well. So we set up everything from water balloon fights to doing cookouts. So those are the, some of the practices that lead into having the, the coaches meeting, being able to communicate and let you know that you're here as a service. You know, now first I'll tell my coaches, first thing is first, your job is a teaching job. This is a stipend. I need you to take care of the job first. And then we go into everything else. And so by doing that, that practice of uh, getting, bringing coaches together, having outings with coaches not to meet. Um, now, of course, when COVID hit, before COVID hit, I would just, you know, take everybody out, go have lunch, just for them to work with each other. Because I don't like when, I don't want it to be where if you have an issue with a coach that you call me to get in. I don't want to be the bad guy. Like I tell my coaches with paperwork, I'm coming for you if that kid's paperwork is not done. I don't want every time the kids see me, it's like, oh, here he come. That means somebody's done something wrong. That's your responsibility. So one of the um, best practices is basically developing your character through attitude, developing everybody's character through attitude, even with our coaches, even with ourselves, and holding each other accountable. And so that, that's something I think that we do, uh, just bringing everybody together, bringing that family atmosphere. I tell kids all the time, God gave me this talent to do whatever it is you do. I'm here for the long haul. If you need someone to call when you're in college, we have several, I have several of my athletes that's playing in college places now 
that can text you or call you or reach out to you for something. It's about building that relationship. So I'm very key on building a relationship with our student athletes and even our parents, our parents as well. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, I love the character, the culture, you know, the family atmosphere. Very neat. For listeners, uh, once again, we're visiting with Steve Robinson, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Athletic Director at Rocky River High School in North Carolina. We're going to hear some more wisdom, but uh, let's take another break and hear from one of our sponsors. Wall of Fame by Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, visit www.vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614 614- 9813589 or you can email them at sales at vital signs wall of fame.com that's sales at vital signs wall of fame.com you won't be disappointed we're back with steve robinson steve um even though it's october um you know the for me anyway the olympics are still you know very fresh in my mind, we had some great performances by, uh, you know, the U.S. men and women, but we also saw um, an increased awareness in a very good way of this idea of social emotional health for student athletes. Uh, you know, particularly mm-hmm. Simone Biles, very candid about some of the challenges that you know she faced. So my my question to you is this: How can an athletic director or or a head coach find a balance between, you know, what might be described as an old school approach, you know, hey, you got to be tough, you got to get back in there, um, while being aware of and sensitive to the challenges that a Generation Z student athlete is going through. Do you have any advice for us? Yeah, there's a lot that comes into play when you say that, um, because the, you know, you always get that, you know, the kids are not tough as they used to be and things that, Everything has changed. You know, it, you used to hear that when you were young, someone would tell you, oh, well, I used to have to walk this amount of miles to get to, you know, to get to the stop. Well, things have changed to the point to where you can call an Uber to get to the spot. You know, so we have to understand that the, the mental capacity or the mental things that, that young people go through now is totally different. Um, I think that there you, you start at home. Um, It depends on what the home life is like. Every kid is going to be different. You cannot coach everyone up the same um, because it it, it doesn't go through the same. It doesn't register the same, just like the being transparent. So I think the more that we are transparent with our young people as to what we go through, the things that can happen to let you know that you're human as well, the more it translates into getting them to what you're looking for or getting the best out of them, which at the end of the day is what we're trying to do, get the best out of our young people. And that's not always going to be a, you know, the, you got to do this. You got to go hard with that. No, it, it takes the time for you to sit back because if you don't know the mental state of the young people that you are working with, that could be very damaging to the point to where when you talk to a kid yet this day and age, um, you know, you get the yelling at a kid. I'm just take my own. If I get to the, hey, you need to do that. 
when they zone out, they've blocked you out. They're in their phones. They have different outlets now. They're in the phone and can not pay attention to nothing you said. But it does take that part of like we're doing now with the social emotional learning. Um, it changes how you approach them. You have to change your approach. You have to be empathetic. So being empathetic is not is not being soft or not not being super hard or not getting to the point. Your approach is going to have to change it because you're not going to just lose a, a young man or young woman with the athletic part. You may have lost them in parts of their life because you don't know what they've been through. You don't know some of the things that they have faced. And if you haven't built that connection and that trust, then it changes it. Now, once you build that, then it, they, they will give you what you're looking for. They will, they will perform to the level and some beyond of what you're asking. But we have to sit back and empathize with what we're trying to get out of them and why we're reaching for that. Regardless of what you see, I see all this talent or I can see that this kid is that good. What is the social emotional part of that kid? What is going on with him? What is the emotional intelligence of dealing with that? So I, I talk with a lot of coaches on that. You can't go into this is what we used to do or this is what I've been to. I mean, at this point, day and point, I can, well, well look at Zoom now. You know, before you might have had to do this over a phone call, not a cell phone, a regular phone. So look at it now. We can speak face to face and we're miles and miles apart. Well, uh, very, very good stuff. And uh, I love your phrase there about showing empathy is not being soft. Okay. You know, uh, that's, I think that's a very cool point. Um, Steve, this has been really cool getting to know you and hearing about your program, uh, but we're not done yet. Um, we're going to take a, a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to ask for your athletic director toolbox suggestions. And uh, we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the toolbox segment. Stick with us. Uh, we're going to find out what's in Steve Robinson's toolbox. <laughs> We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the players and parents who really love your program a voice and helps demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We're back with Steve Robinson, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Steve, we've already established that uh, you know, you're an experienced uh, athletic director with a lot of success. But right now, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three things are going to go in Steve Robinson's Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack AD Toolbox? What do you got for us? 
All right. Well, the first thing and most important thing is to, to go talk it over with your family. If you have a significant other, um, even if you have kids, like go talk it over to the stakeholders in your home first. I think that is the, one of the most important things that you can do is make sure that they understand because you don't understand that they, the, the demanding, the demands of this job at the time when you first take over. So there's a lot that you need to make sure that they understand, get as much understanding as you do. And that leads into my second one is find a mentor or mentors from the AD world. Um, it's one thing to just have an, a mentor, but have a mentor, have a mentor in that world that, that's been there, done that. Please try to find someone that you can talk to and that, that they can talk to you, that you can have bounce questions off of, bounce ideas off of. You know, it's, uh, you know one of my mentors used to always say, she said, it's not like coaches. Coaches got to keep everything from each other. But as ADs, we don't mind sharing with each other. So Absolutely. definitely find a mentor. And that goes into the third part of how to find them. <laughs> Go to conferences. Go to your state conference. Become a member of your state um, athletic director association. Join the NIAAA. Go to the conferences. Go to any of any and every conference. I don't plan to miss a conference. Um, I'm actually looking for. I was wanting to go to Tampa. I'm looking forward to being in Denver. Like go to the conferences because there you can find others that's willing to help you. That's there to help you. And you can all. You you never know. You'll be able to help someone else. So those three things is discuss with your family, um, make sure that you find a mentor and make sure that you attend the conferences. Join the NIAAA, join your local state conference as well. So those are the three things that I have for a new AD. You know, very cool stuff. Again, another shout out for the state and the national affiliation, but uh, your very first one, um, you know, being aware of and, and sharing that with your family, um, you know, a lot of late nights, uh, you know, I was very fortunate. My wife was uh, a yes. career coach and educator and uh, our kids were all involved in sports. So a lot of times, you know, we were at that late night watching our own kid, but uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's a special kind of job and it's a great job, but uh, you also need to communicate that uh, with your family. Steve, if one of our listeners would uh, like to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Sure. Um, definitely on Twitter. Um, definitely AD Steve Robinson. Um, I, on Twitter, um, definitely on Facebook, Steve Robinson underscore the speaker, or just, just send me an email or, or, or send me a text 704-576-1988. That's, that's the AD phone. So I do turn it off at times. Um, but yeah, definitely on Twitter, AD Steve Robinson, um, definitely on, on um, Facebook and, and reach out to me in any time. Yeah, I can definitely attest. I see Steve on Facebook and Twitter uh, frequently. So Steve, all the best moving forward this season. Uh, and uh, thanks again for being on the podcast. You really shared some, some good stuff for our listeners. Well, Jake, one I want to say before I go, um, I want to say thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity to share and learn from you. Um, your book has been great. I'm glad I, I popped up in the time for me to get it. So I really appreciate that. And I do want to thank you. And I think that what you're doing really helps. It really helps. I mean, when you, because normally in the evening or nighttime or early in the morning, that's just when I catch the podcast. 
So keep doing what you're doing because it definitely helps. I pick up a lot of tips. Um, matter of fact, most of any AD that's been on your show up to this point, I've started following in, in some way uh, or reaching out to them anyway. So please keep continue to do what you do and making a way to help us all. Oh, gosh, thank you. You're way too kind. And, uh, definitely looking forward to uh, catching up with you in Denver. And uh, I've got the first round. How's that? Hey, that'll be great. I look forward to it. Thanks all a right. lot. Oh, you bet. To our listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast.